Hi, welcome to the fourth episode of the Dying Daily Podcast. This one has taken me quite a while to get going, and I apologize for that. Once again, my name is James. I'm a counselor, a life coach, a podcaster, and I've been trying my hand at a whole bunch of internet stuff lately, so that's been kind of cool to learn. And that is partially what's taken me so long to get this fourth one out. I've been working on developing landing pages and an email list and all this other stuff that is way outside my comfort zone because I am old and not technologically savvy and all sorts of stuff. But it's been cool because I'm learning a lot from the process. It's just a whole world that I didn't know anything about, you know, before I started checking it out. So as I said, this is the fourth podcast. So far, we've looked at the idea of perfection as being the enemy of good. You know, just looking at how if we try to be perfect, we'll never get anything done. That was the first episode. The second episode was about how everyone is doing the best they can with what they have. And that if we can take that perspective, it makes things a lot easier for us and the people around us. The third episode was about how situations are neutral and that it is our perspective on them or our expectations of them that cause us suffering. And in this fourth episode, we are going to explore the idea that all of our suffering comes from trying to control things that we cannot control. And if you look at our lives, you'll see that we do this a whole, whole lot. I think this is especially prevalent these days as we are increasingly taking control over the world. You know, we feel like we are just mastering the world and mastering nature. And this really leads us to a place where we feel like we have a lot more control than we do. You know, I've been on this weird nostalgia kick lately, which is not like me at all. I've, you know, for years and years, I've been pretty content leaving the past in the past. But I've been on this kick where I've been just thinking about the 90s. And, um, you know, I think what I'm reading right now is not making this easier. You know, I just finished Ready Player One, which is really, really good if you're looking for a book to read or an audio book. You know, my wife and I just finished the Glow series on Netflix, which is all set in the 80s. And then just with some other stuff, my mind has kind of been drawn back to that time. And I remember what it was like not being able to just have the whole world at our fingertips. You know, and I look back at the things we've accomplished just in the last 15, 20 years, and it's astounding what we are doing as a species, just the leaps and bounds we're making as far as our technological prowess and how much control we have over the world. But the thing with this is that it is tricking us into thinking that we have more control than we do. And this is a conversation I have frequently with people as we explore this idea of just how much control do you have? And so I ask people to make a list of what are the things you can control in this world? And the standard answers I get are... Surprisingly, number one, um, people, not maybe not number one, but one of the most common is that people will say they have control over their children, which makes me wonder if they actually have children. Like, we, we have so little control over any other human being. We have no control over another human being. Now, with our kids, we can, you know, we can put them in timeout and we can, you know, we can to some degree make them mind us. But that doesn't mean we have control over them. I mean, if we had control over our children... There wouldn't be parenting books out there. There wouldn't be, uh, you know, counselors that work just with parents and children. There wouldn't be any of that stuff. Um, the other answers I get frequently are, you know, they have the people say they have control over their emotions um, or their thoughts. And I always say that the day that happens, my whole industry collapses. Not having control over emotions and thoughts is one of the primary aspects of the human condition. It's something that all the great religions and philosophies speak to is how do you deal with these things that just arise out of the blue that you don't really have any say in. 
And so we go through this list. People will say they have control over their money. But, you know, if you think about it, your money can disappear. I mean, the stock market crashes, your bank crashes, you lose your wallet, um, you know, any of that stuff. Uh, having control over our bodies is an illusion. You could, um, you know, an extreme example, you could be kidnapped and somebody has control of your body. You could, um, you know, you could be paralyzed in a car crash, yeah, even just breaking your arms because you don't have control over your body. You can't make your heart stop beating. You can't make your kidneys stop functioning just by an act of will. You can do that through poor choices, but just through an act of will, you can't shut those things down. Um, and sometimes those things will shut down and stop no matter what you do. So we do not have control over our bodies. And when it comes down to it, what we really have control over, the only thing we have control over is our response to the things around us. You know, I'm not the first to put this out there. I mean, this is, I mean, this is Buddhism and this is Viktor Frankl and this is all sorts of different uh, philosophies that are out there. This is not mine. And it is a very, very true thing to recognize that the only thing we have control over in this world is our response to things. Yet we spend so much time trying to control everything around us that we create a lot of suffering in our lives and in our world. We try to control our spouses and our partners and our children and our bosses and our employees. We try to control what people think of us. We try to control what people say about us. We try to control all these things that we have absolutely no control over whatsoever. And this is miserable because not only does it point to our powerlessness and remind us just how many things are outside our scope of capability, but it also takes our attention away from the things we can control. Now, when I say that we can't control our money and things like that, that doesn't mean that we just let them go. I think you've got to be wise with your spending. You need to be aware of where your money is going. You need to be wise with what you eat, what you put in your body. You need to be wise with rest. You need to be wise with how you treat your body. All these things matter, but the real issue there is that every single one of those things can get out of hand, can get out of our control, and so we can't put all of our eggs in that basket. You know, really, that's just being mindful. Being mindful of what we eat, being mindful of exercising, being mindful of rest, being mindful of how we treat other people. Those are all things we can do. But if you injure yourself, you can't exercise. You may wind up in a situation where the only option for food is some kind of crap like McDonald's or something. There's nothing you can do about that. In those situations, the control you have is making the best choice available. But we always, always, always have control over our response to the things that we don't have control over. So let's say that you lose your wallet. The money that's in your wallet is no longer in your control. Until you can get your debit card and your credit card canceled, how those things are spent is not in your control. Somebody could very quickly take advantage of that. Somebody could take advantage of that even if you don't lose them. So in those situations, the only thing we have control over is our response. We can run around like chickens with our heads cut off, getting upset, yelling at people, being rude to people, and just freaking out. And nothing in the situation has changed except for our internal emotional state. Or we can address it calmly. Once we have eaten something that we shouldn't or consumed something that we shouldn't, we can't control that anymore. It's in the past. But we can control how we treat ourselves. We can control the decision we make in the moment. And that's really all we've got. That's all our power in the world. And where this is especially important is in regard to other human beings. It is 100% delusional to think that you can ever control another human being. Even if you were to kidnap them and tie them up and keep them from moving, you can't control what they're thinking. You can't control their feelings towards you. You cannot control their emotional state. 
in any real way. So anytime we are trying to control somebody, anytime our happiness is based on what somebody else does or does not do, we are investing in suffering for ourselves. And we have to let that go. So let's say that your spouse or your child is not doing what you want them to do. You cannot control that. But what you can control is how you respond to that, how you treat them over that, how you respond to them and treat them in that moment is yours. And you have to own that. If somebody comes up and punches you in the face, you are responsible for your response to that person. You are responsible for your response to everything in your life. And the cool thing about this is that when we focus on this, when we take 100% just radical ownership of everything that is ours, that every, of everything that is in our response, it starts to bring other things under our control more and more and more. When we own our response, we will be wiser with our money. We will be wiser with what we consume. We will be wiser with rest and how we treat ourselves and how we treat other people. Because we're making intentional choices instead of just flying off the handle and being impulsive. As all these other things start to come into balance in our life, we'll find that our emotions and our thoughts settle down a lot. We'll find that they start to come not so much under our control, but they're not as wild as they were. You know, maybe it's the difference between having a feral dog and a tame dog. You know, your pet dog is not really under your control. At any moment, it could choose to bite you. It could choose to take off down the street. You know, it can do those things. But it is much less likely to do that than a wolf or a wild dog. Your pet dog is much more predictable than those animals. And that's what starts to happen with our thoughts and our emotions. They start to become to where they're useful to us and helpful instead of something that plagues us and makes our lives difficult. So that's what I would encourage you to do. Look at everything in your life and divide it into two categories. What you cannot control and what you can control. Now, the cannot control, there's things that are permanently in that category. Other people, the weather, traffic, global events, uh, even, shoot, even citywide events. Uh, all that stuff is always in the cannot be controlled category. So leave it there. Then there are some things that you can control in the moment. Your money, your food, stuff like that that we talked about that in a, in a reasonable set of circumstances you have some degree of control over. When you have things in that category, be mindful of them and do a good job with them. And you have nothing to worry about. And then there's the category of things you always have control over 100% of the time, and that is only your response. And so that's where I encourage people to put most of their attention. Let's focus on the thing that you are going to have the most time in control of, and that's your response. There are things like meditation that make this much more easy to control. You know, I, sometimes we feel like we're not in control of our response, but we're always responsible for it. When we recognize a response we're not happy with, it is our responsibility to make it better next time. So divide everything up into those categories. The things you cannot control, don't worry about them. There's nothing you can do about them. The things you can control, don't worry about them. Just handle them well, handle them mindfully. Do a good job and you won't have to worry. And always come down to your response. Always take a look at your response and say, how do I want to handle this? Do it intentionally. Do it mindfully. And it'll make things a lot easier for you. This was the fourth episode of the Dying Daily Podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to check it out. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. As always, I'm open to suggestions, um, comments, criticisms, anything at all. I love that kind of stuff because it helps me grow as a person. It will help me grow as a blogger and a podcaster. And those are good things. You can contact me. In a bunch of different ways, you can email me at jamescotthenson at gmail.com. 
You can find me on Facebook, uh, just facebook.com backslash James Scott Henson. I'm on Instagram and Twitter as fake James Henson. I love talking to people. I love intentional conversations. So reach out. Let me know what's working and what's not working. As always, thank you so much for listening. Take some time this week to be intentional with your response to everything that happens to you, no matter what it is. Take care.